Hi, welcome to another episode of the Jaguar Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Victor. I hope you've been doing well. Um, is it fair to say compliment of the season? Well, I guess. As always, on this podcast, we talk about the lived experiences of Nigerians in the diaspora. And to make it worth the while, we always have a guest who shares their experience. On today's episode, I have with me a wonderful friend, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. Yeah, uh, that introduction was uh, was cool, but let's put wonderful friend in quotes. Anyways, uh, my name is um, Joshua Ojewe. Uh, I'm a medical student. I also am a graduate of pharmacology, and um, I I currently work for the medical um, association in my the European Medical Association in my university as their public relations assistant. You know, uh, help them create um, posters and anything that has to do with PR. Uh, yeah, that's like um, the um, long and short about me. All right, it's nice to have you on the podcast, Joe. Yeah, thank you. And then, why would you say we should put "wonderful friend" in quotes marks? Let's let's just say it like. <laughs> okay, if you say so. All right. So, um, before we go into this, of course, I imagine that you've noticed I I miss a few episodes. So I'm going to first mention that this is going to be the last episode for the season. And in the course of this conversation, I'm going to also mention the reason for which I had not posted for a few weeks. So let's get into it, Jerry. How have you been? What have you been up to? Um, mostly, I've been I've been okay. Mostly, just your normal dose of um, little depression living in Europe here and there. And um, it's been mostly school because um, the year is, you know, rounding off and then uh, it's like everyone is trying to rush and like, you know, do whatever they could do before. And it's very funny. I mean, it was, it was like, um, we, it's, it's, it felt like yesterday we celebrated New Year and I was in the city center watching, uh, watching the, the fireworks and it's December again. Mm. You know, it's, uh, it's crazy, and he has been good yet, let's be honest. So basically, it's been mostly school because um, the um, university um, semester is running off because by January, I'm going to take my exams and um, I will be on break. Yes, by the end of January. So. All right. Um, that sounds like pretty much every student's life, to be honest. And you said something about the normal depression of living in Europe. <laughs> what does that mean? I tweeted about it. You, you don't follow me on Twitter. I tweeted about it. No, I don't it think I, we follow each other on Twitter. But we're going to, we'll do that at the end of this. Don't worry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was like, oh, you can't even afford to be depressed for too long because, you know, the bills are calling, so you have to get off, you know, and... Uh, Keep it going, like keep it, you know, moving. You just have to keep. Yeah, and and I used to think like, oh, it's just um foreigners that it affects. You know, I had a conversation with um, um a close friend, and 
I think when you know some um, people living here, like you could notice that everything is not okay. Yeah, you understand. So I don't know if it's a culture thing, if it is like a, I don't know. You just, I mean, somebody, somebody not living here will like, ah, oh, you have everything, you know, what's the problem? But man, it can, you know, be tough at some times. It's, you know, it's it's cool. So yeah, that's just really and those of them depression I was talking about. Yeah, I think I understand what you mean because, and to be honest, like you said, it's not just for the foreigners. I think. It seemed like the life of the world turned upside down since after the pandemic. And yeah. everybody seemed to be going through something that we cannot exactly put our hands on. And I think I was having a conversation with a friend, a lot of my other friends recently about how the year has been. We both agree that things have worked. Some things worked the way we wanted, but also the year seems to have been so tough. So yeah. it's a bit, I don't know. Yeah, so I'm going to go straight and talk about how I have been and what I've been up to, even though you did not ask. Um, what have yeah, I been I doing? Ask, I Sorry? Want to... I said I was about to ask, but I just didn't want to interrupt. You know, what See you, you Nasu. <laughs> okay, yeah. so what have I been up to? I mean, I, I didn't tell you. I actually did my um, thesis defense yesterday. Oh, no. Oh, no, you mentioned it. No, what did I record Yes. Yeah, we didn't really talk yesterday. As your, yeah, yeah, because after your defense, and that was it, you just mentioned it in passing, and you know, that was it. So we didn't really talk much about it. I had a test yesterday as well. Yeah, you mentioned too. So, yeah, so I did my thesis defense yesterday. So, oh. I, more or less, I'm done with my, my master's, and I'm very happy about that. So, within the time yeah. I've not recorded, because I'm also, I'm also speaking, sorry? If you ring a bell, finally. Right, finally. So this time I've not record because I'm also speaking to my audience and my listeners. I've been working on my thesis. I submitted my thesis along um, within the timeline and I presented my thesis and I lost my job. And <laughs> you know how they say when it rains, it pours. I lost um, two of my family relatives. So it's, which is only why I've not been able to record for the couple of weeks. I lost... My kid sister, um, two days after I submitted my thesis, that was on a Wednesday. And then on Friday, early in the hours of the morning, my grandma passed. So it's been like, like it's been a, let's say, a succession of tragic events. And so more or less, I've been hanging on a thread, so to say, because it's one thing to lose family members, and it's one thing to lose family members when you're far away. Yeah. Of course, I mean, you're Nigerian, so you understand that most times when young people die, they get buried early. My step passed on Wednesday, by Saturday, she was already buried. And I never imagined I was going to also have it, live a life where she's not part of it, especially since I'm older. So my, I never thought there was going to be a time where she's not going to be there. So... But even if they were going to be, maybe it should have been when we are all old. But now she's been buried and I'm not, I'm kind of removed from it. So it feels like going through an experience but still being removed from that experience because I couldn't even witness, I couldn't have a chance to say my final goodbyes. And it's been a roller coaster of emotions, to be honest. 
And I'm also going to just put it out here. So if you've gone through any kind of bereavement while you are living out of the country as in Nigeria, I think please reach out to me. It would be nice to have a conversation about that in the next season of this podcast. Because one of the things I've realized recently, grief is fucked. Grief, grief is a bastard. It fucks you up big time. And okay, no, I'm done. I'm so sorry about that. You know, it's uh, it's sort of like you you you're not detached, but you know, uh, somehow you are kind of like detached because you can't be there. Physically, something like that, and it's it makes it you know all the more worse. Yes. Yeah, actually, so I really don't know how I've been carrying on for the last couple of weeks, but yeah, you're strong. Here I am. So also, I'm going to just mention that this is going to be the last episode for the. I think I've said it before. This is going to be the last episode for this season and to be honest if it wasn't the fact that Christmas is already here and I felt like I need to round off I don't think we would have been doing this let's say this had happened earlier in the year I would have taken a longer time to process everything before trying to record but I also feel like maybe I'm I feel like I need to just round everything off does that make sense because the year is coming to an end and I just want to be done I don't know if that makes sense um, I understand, and I hope your listeners will understand that well. Yeah, I hope so too. So yeah, let's get into it. How did your journey to Romania start? Um, you know, I have um, listened to so quite in a number of you know your episodes and. Uh, I've listened to some, you know, Jack Ma podcasts, you know, and one thing I have come to understand is we all have like a similar, um, how do you say, experience or similar like this thing. Although some persons, you know, came in way, way earlier when they were kids, you know, but like yourself, I think it was like, um, you came in through education. So, yeah. uh, what happened, what happened in my case was like, I mean, I've always wanted to come study abroad, but it just felt like, uh, it's a lot of this, it's a lot of that, and all of that. And by the time it was like, when I started actually actively preparing, it just came to my consciousness, like, it, like, um, like I tell people, like, um, when someone wants to travel, like, and um, when somebody wants to travel, it's, if the person is ready, you know, Everything sort of like, you know, aligns. Exactly. That kind of thing. Yeah. You know, but once you, you as a person, you're not ready, like your mind is not in it, you just skip in, like, you know, excuses why. So, but what basically happened was I was back home from my, um, when I was doing my internship, I was back home with my dad. And, you know, my dad came home and he was like, um, and this is this um, COVID and stuff, 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 like, you know, can you search out for schools? And it just started like, you know, normal conversation. And, you know, yeah. and then he came back in the evening again and repeated that, like, okay, this man is here. And so that's how, you know, the whole of, um, that was like August 2020, the whole of August, September. I applied to so many schools and 
you know, being that like um, our um, parts, educational parts are different, trying to get school to study abroad for medicine, you have to think about a lot of things. You have to think about cost. You have to think about um, how useful did it, how useful the certificates be when you graduate, you know, things like that. I wanted to go to Germany initially and oh, I have to learn the language. And I was like, oh, this is a lot. And then I was like, okay, UK and US, oh, oh it's too expensive. And then I was like, there was, there was that time that you had like um, the people from, uh, what do you call this place? Uh, I'm trying to remember this country. It's not the Hungary. Caribbean. No, no, not Hungary. Oh, I applied to Hungary as well, but it was, you know, at that then it was over $16,000. Now I know it's going to be very, very, very expensive. The one in Debrecen or Debrecen, something like that. I can't really remember. Not the one in Budapest. And then there was this country that was assisting in a lot of other countries during COVID. They quickly graduated their doctors. And it was very, thank you so much. I always forget. You know, and then I searched for Cuba. I was like, no, no, this can't, this can't be it. And then I would be Caribbean. The Caribbean was okay. And then I found out that, like, this is going to be too much asshole for me when I finish, you know. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, let's go to Ukraine. Now I was in Ukraine for a while. I was inside, like, I mean, I don't mean I went there. I was searching. Yeah. And then I called a friend, you know. Uh, she, I remember in a conversation, she just, you know, just really told me, like, oh, her sister is now in, in Romania studying medicine. So I, I thought she said Ukraine. So I was like, ah, oh, do you have any agent in it? She's like, no, her sister is in Romania. And I was like, ah, oh, that is where they have Dracula. Like, no, 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 I'm not going there. Like, nobody knows Not Romania. Dracula of all things. <laughs> yeah, like, nobody knows Romania. Like, because... <laughs> and then I... I, I spoke with the sister because the sister now is working in the, the is working in Ireland. She finished from my school. So she now you know, she made everything clear. And then I had to go and check properly. And then I realized that, oh, okay. This was you know, before the war. Yeah. Way, way before the war. So I had to pivot from Ukraine to Romania. And the year was supposed to come in 2021. I was the only Nigerian on the list. Interesting. The only Nigerian on the list. Yeah, out of 200 people. <laughs> so I already had like this mindset that like, uh, oh my God, this is going to be very weird. I mean, yeah, being the only Nigerian. North Africans and in the midst of like, you know, um, lots of um, Europeans. You know, and then later I found out that there was also like, you know, a... Um, black girl but she was from germany yeah but i did i couldn't come in 2021 i came in 2022 so yeah so you see how my journey if if i was going for masters it would have been a totally different thing like if i was going to study masters in anything at all yeah that means more easier sort of you know yeah of course masters at least also you have more options because you'd have seen a lot of courses that are in english yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, and and like you know, I was saying something, maybe I'll mention it later if you remind me during the podcast. It matters a lot if you're going abroad, um, it matters a lot where you want to um study medicine 
like what kind of certificates are you going to get from there? It's it's very, very paramount. It's very, very important. In fact, it should be the first thing you watch out for. If not, you just go somewhere and then, you know, waste your money. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I have a little idea of what you're saying because I have a friend too who is studied who studied medicine in which countries in China. He's doing his master's in Germany at the moment. I think he kind of explained this whole thing about the certification and how there's sort of kind of like sort of a rating about the quality of um, certificates different countries give and things like that. It sounds a lot like a bit of a compl- it sounds a bit complicated if I'm being honest. But well, those of you in the field, I guess you could have a way to like figure all of or figure out all of those. Mm-hmm. Well, if you if you don't, if somebody didn't tell you, nobody because this year we have a lot of Nigerians in my class. Yeah, and one thing they had in common was they had they, they were either in Ukraine or they had applied and gotten admission to Ukraine, and then they walked him around, and then they no, that's why I told you nobody knows. You know, like you know when when the local people like the locals they see they see me and all of that, like oh Jamaica. And then you tell them Nigeria, they're like, what's that? The only thing they can culturally, like, you know, pop culture is our football. Yeah. So they know um, this um, old guys, um, uh, Okocha, and, you know, and the rest. Mikelubi. Like, after that, Nigeria, we, you know, we we try, I mean, for them to remember this, um, because they, they like football a lot, yeah. yeah. I think that makes sense, and also it's it's interesting how your 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 started with your father mentioning it, and then you going on, well, I see researching different countries and researching your options, and I first of all I think that shows some sort of commitment, and also I think that's a part of something that people tend to me just like the same way you said if someone was studying medicine should they do some kind of research to figure out where what the options are for them, and I think it's important that before one leaves the country. They start from a place of research because that would help you understand what your options really are. And in terms of things that are suitable for you, because I don't think I, I don't know, I've never been to the United States, but I don't know that I would feel as comfortable as I feel living in Germany as I would have if I were in the US. I don't know if that makes sense. And it's based on one or two things I've come to read about when I was trying to research about school. And of course, aside my personal preferences. So I, I think generally it's always important to start from a place of research so you can see the options and also see what works best for you because everybody doesn't have to go to the same country. Yeah. You know, that's what I keep saying. Like I know, I know like you know, the US, you know, it's um it can be, you know, uh on one hand, I don't know if it's all the city or states rather that have this whole, you know, violence and stuff. But the thing is, if you're in the U.S., you're going to make bank. Well, there is that. Again, I mean, to be honest, it's not just about you're what I'm money or not. Everybody knows what is more important for them. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. No, it's like you're going to get both. You're going to get a good education and you're going to make bank. And like, you kind of like have like an easier path not like easier, easier bits, you know, you don't have the hassle of like, but you have to learn a language, you know, well, there on is your that. own. There is that. Uh, PR, you understand? 
you know, and then it, you can you can even get a sponsored big start from you know, if you actually you know, you know. So it's 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 and it's it feels more comfortable. You know, like I have I have um although this is Canada, Canada is different from in terms of the whole violence and stuff. You know, you know, one of my colleagues, his brother got to Canada and within two weeks he had got a job. I was like, what? I've been in this Europe for how long? I've been looking for a job. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that makes sense. But which boys answer the same thing? Basically, do your research and weigh your options so that when you're making a decision, you know exactly what the decision is going to look like. Mm-hmm. So, I th- and that would lead us to the next question. I mean, I was going to ask you why, remember, of course, from your answers, you mentioned how the whole journey started and why you started for Romania. Well, I'm going to ask, what was the first reaction when you got to that country? Like, you've walked around, you've gotten your visa, and now you go to this country. What was your first reaction? Uh, yeah, so, um, <clears throat> you know, like, I've always said, like, um, I during the process of my research, I watched too much YouTube. Like, I watched... I consume too much YouTube to the extent that, like, when I came into this country, almost everything felt familiar. And perhaps if I had, because when I came in, like, I, I came in through Istanbul and I got to Bucharest. So what happened is there is like a train line which I already knew. I already know how much to pay. Yeah. I already there was a train line directly from the airport that takes you straight to the city where you are going to. Although you are going to have like a layover, like a one hour layover in the main central station, train station, and then you, you know, you take another train to get. So, like, I already knew how that place looked like, and it was just weird, like, oh, okay, I've seen this before, I've seen this before, yeah. you know. But when I got to my city, because there are not so much videos, like modern videos, there was a little bit of, you know, Wow, and it was why I was saying that if I had gone through the city, like gone to the capital, like I took a um how do you say a I took the bus yeah. or I took um because the train station it goes through like the countryside and all you see is like the valleys and all those kinds of things you get. So yeah. if I had done that, perhaps it would have been a different, you know, experience because when I eventually got to Bucharest in summer, it was like, oh my god, you understand? So maybe yeah. that was when I got my own wow factor again. So but when I got to my city, I got in in the night, you know, and it was Christmas that period, you know, and yeah. everywhere was already lit up, and everywhere was looking really festive, you know. So yeah, and the other the other experience was like I didn't um, when when I came in through Istanbul it was really hot inside the airport so when I got to Bucharest I was like uh, it's they said it's winter I mean it's not cold just one jacket is enough and you don't really need the jacket and the the um, hotel security were trying to like tell me to like you know they they were saying it in there in Romanian and I didn't understand so I just came out from the airport. I literally ran back inside. <laughs> and then they started laughing at me. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, so I, I had to like, you know, double up and all those things. Yeah. I can imagine. 
my summary, like my experience. Yeah, I mean, so I think that makes sense too. Talking about watching YouTube videos, I did, I consumed a lot of YouTube videos and I was surprised how many options were available. Like there were a lot of area views of different locations. There were a lot of people talking about how to live in this country and that country. And I think, to be honest, some of those resources are very useful. I mean, aside from the UK, when they start talking about the nonsense, they usually talk about, well, that story found out that day. So, I mean, you have a degree in pharmacology and now you're studying medicine. I kind of want to ask simply why, but I think it's it's more than just why. I imagine how does it feel going back to Dean for another bachelor's degree when you already have one? And does that bother you in any way? Do you feel like you're when I say derailed by the fact that you are starting all over again? So I'm <laughs> And there's a different kind of degree. There's a degree packed with a master's, like, you know, BSc and master's together. Because if you finish this, you don't need to go for, like, a master's. If you want to get a PhD, okay. you can apply for a PhD. Also, I just want to say that um, my, what I studied in Nigeria, I could actually just apply for a PhD straight up to the United States. Without applying for a master. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I found that, you know, very late. And it's going to be like, if you're going through the research route, it's going to be like fully funded and all of that. But, anyways, yes, so it's, uh, it's, uh, it's both like um, both a bachelor's and, and, a, and a master's pack together. Uh, how does it feel? In, in the first year, it was okay, you know, but now it's like, you know, uh, pharmacology is like a little bit of everything. Yeah. One, like, I mean, we, we, we studied the pharmacology proper, but we did, you know, biochemistry, you know, and stuff like that, but we didn't go into details. We did, we just did enough to um, know about the, um, the physiology or biochemistry of the drugs and all of that, because our major focus were the drugs, you know. But now, like I'm doing everything proper, I understand, but it still doesn't make it not feel like I don't know if that English is correct. It's, it's like it's a commissionary I, I still journey. feel like oh, I've done this before. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So like it felt I felt it a lot this week. When we did the um, renal physiology, I mean, we've done cardiovascular physiology. Uh, so, so, so when we did renal physiology, you know, I just remember that, you know, I've done like, you know, some drugs for the art and drugs for like, you know, kidney renal. Uh, so like, you know, I just remember like, and um, all of that. Like almost the same thing, and getting seen and remembering everything all over again. Yeah. Reason, I think the reason why I felt that way was like I remember how I suffered, you know, to get the fast to to understand, you know. So it's just brought like oh, it's quite simple, but it's a little bit technical. You have to know, you know, what is in the words, what is going where, and all of that. 
So it's just remembering everything all over again. It just felt like I have done this before. Am I going to do this again? And it's going to get worse in the third year because then I'm going to do pharmacology proper. And it's just going to be like, oh my God. And it's why I tell people like medicine is medicine any year. If yeah. you like and medicine is medicine, the same way you're going to use YouTube to learn it. But I mean, of course, you're going to get the difference, you know, like, you know, like degree, but it's, it's basically, it's the same thing we all go through. You understand? Yeah. So it's why I tell people like, you know, like, you know, where you're studying or stuff, just, you know, uh, make sure like you know what you are doing because there will be a time when um, the, all the tests you're doing right now in school doesn't really matter. There'll be a time where, like, you would actually be really tested, and you know, it's now going to matter. It's not like it doesn't matter in school if you go, if if you don't pass, you won't get a degree. So, so matters. But, yeah. I think that makes sense. And just before we go further, I know you said something about learning on YouTube. Let's clarify: you're not suggesting you're not suggesting anybody should go and learn medicine on YouTube. So nobody should take it out of context. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what I'm trying to say is like, of course, I mean, the professors would teach you, but if you really want to understand, you know, uh, uh, the medics listening to this would know what I'm talking about. So, you, know, you have Of course, to I think I understand it. the idea of what you meant. I just say, let me clarify it. Before anybody assumes <laughs> that we are saying or suggesting that you can go to YouTube and become a medical doctor from the things you've heard or something. Sorry? I'm not involved in such conversation. <laughs> All right, so let's get into um, language. I think you also mentioned it at the earlier at the onset, and I think anybody who has ever been to Europe, as any country in Europe that is not UK, have at least wondered how am I going to deal with the language. So how much, how important is it being able to speak fluent Romanian? Is it Rom? What's the language called? Romanian, right? How important is it to speak fluent Romanian as a student in Romania? Does that affect your job chances after your program? How important is it to be able to speak Romanian as a student? It makes your life extremely easy. Like, things would just come, you know, natural for you. Because, I mean, Romanian is... is a, Latin language is a romance language, and you get a little bit of Portuguese, you get Latin, uh, you even get some French words like pardon, excuse me, I think in French it is pardon, something like that. And you, that's you excuse know, you me, get... but I think it's, I don't know what pardon means in French. I mean, perhaps yeah. it also means pardon, but I know excuse me, is excuse me. Yeah, it, it, I, I think I found that in the summer that you know the French is pardon as well. Oh, okay. I don't. I'm not so sure. Yeah. And then, uh, if you know how to speak like Romanian words, you don't use everyday English words that we use. Like you know, if you want to say, um, "Oh, we're going to work together on this project." No, in Romania we're co we're collaborating, so they use these very big words because in 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 uh, in it's it literally translates their language you know working together collaborate yeah. i don't know i've forgotten how it's pronounced in romania so 
like they use these you know big big words it looks english but you know it's pronounced in their language yeah you understand? So if you know how to, if you if you have a wide range of vocabulary in english it's going to go a long way for you to also learn the language and there's some things that have changed from yet to yet you know like if you want to say i want to order for this um, food i want to order for this in romania it's command oh really commander yeah she commander what is your order <laughs> but in english it's like you know command it's you are literally ordering somebody so it's it's you when you get to understand the similarities it's you know and the structure of the language it's it makes it easier to to actually you know uh learn the language yeah yeah you know you know when i came in i was already learning on duolingo you know it helped me at the train station it's uh uh when i was on the train but yes the train yeah the security doesn't speak the i don't know what they call them the officers don't speak any english yeah and it was because we had a lot of luggage i was traveling with a friend we had a lot of luggage and he was like oh you have to pay for this extra distance and i understood that he was saying we should pay taxi lay taxi run yeah crazy and i knew he was saying we should pay because like i could pick up the words and then i walked up to some romanians some young like i said they were younger i walked up to them and i could you know introduce you know myself a little in romanian and then i told them like oh please can they help me speak with a man i don't speak enough romanian and they were like oh how long have you been in romania like, i literally just got there like what <laughs> they said it thought i've been here for months or like i've been here for a while yeah. like how did you just get in and then you know this you know be able to communicate in that way yeah and they told me like and one of the other girls was like you know what just tell the man that luggage is for them the man will charge them <laughs> yeah you know it was one of the nicest and, and this is how like you know some romanians are in, in some ways it feels like home because you know how people say in europe everybody minds their business so some extent people mind their business here but we are in the parts of the country where i live yeah it's so family needed you know and you can get people focusing into your business sometimes Yeah I think I think it's also a bit similar like that in Turkey is a neighboring country to Romania right one hour flight one hour plus flight Yeah so I think it's around it's it's similar around those parts of Europe Eastern Europe yeah Yeah I think they have more commun- they are more communal than the other parts of Europe it's Very different in Bucharest Bucharest is like any major city in the, in the world <laughs> It's like It's the capital is always different. The capital is always different. It's like I was just like what what is going on like what is wrong with it? Like the vibe and everything is just different. I know what and, you mean. And you can go by speaking English. Yeah, I think, even, I think I think yeah. Language. I think that makes sense. So, let's talk about You said you had to come around Christmas time and of course it's Christmas time now. So I imagine coming around Christmas how did that feel knowing that for the first time in your life you're going to be so removed from your family during, a, during Christmas and of course you know most people 
try to unite during Christmas. I don't know how your family is, but I mean, mine, we try as much as possible to be together during Christmas. It doesn't always work since we came out adults. But it's one thing to also not be there because maybe you're just three hours away, in which case you can fly in the next day or stuff like that. And then being removed completely six hours by flight and things like that. How does it feel or how did it feel at the time? And how does it feel now knowing that? Let's start with how did it feel at that first time? Let's start with that. Yes, I came in like some weeks before Christmas. I think the week I came in, that was the same week the school was going on vacation. Yeah. Okay, so I had um, like little time to, no, the school was going on vacation the next week. And I okay. So I had, so basically, I wasn't really thinking Christmas, Christmas. I was just like, you know what? You were thinking of meeting up with your syllabus. For, to be very honest, that was even on my mind. Like, I just need to, like, you know, settle down because I had really come in really, really late. I got my visa in November and, uh, like, I, there was already, there was already, like, this kind of, you know, hassle in Nigeria, this problem in Nigeria to get dollar, to get a ticket, to trade a flight ticket, you know, and all those many, many things. And I was already stressed, you know, so when I came in, the whole mood had changed, like, everywhere was Christmas and all of that. And then I was thinking of in my mind was okay, let me settle down and all of that. So later on, when I had like a, a little bit, you know, gotten an apartment, I'd settled down a bit, you know, and um, I I got in contact with some friends. So I already had some friends here. The people were inviting me. Oh, let's go to the Ferris wheel. Let's go ice skating. And I was like, I just crossed um, oceans and mountains and valleys. Like, I just want to sleep. I'm sorry, guys. Like, I just need to sleep. You get, you know, I later started apologizing. Yeah, I had, you know, and that was when the World Cup was, I think there was a. But the World Cup was around this time last year. Yeah, you get, and I had a lot of Arabs in my class. So, and the person I lived with is late now. God rest his soul. Oh, yeah, you mentioned him. God bless his soul. He's Romanian, but he's actually from the United States. So he he was like, you know what? Let's go out, you know. And I was like, that was the day I literally came in. I was like, ah, ah, you want to kill me? Like I've been on an overnight flight, and with little food, and then been on that train. You know, traveling the whole day. You know, like man, no, 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 no. I think I was watching um, um Ari and Megan Doku series. It came out then, and I literally slept off. That was to tell you how tired I was to get. So I kept on saying, I was, you know, in Europe, they have this thing called Christmas market. Yeah. So I was like, saying, oh, I'm going to go to the Christmas market, you know, on Christmas day. I'm going to walk around and then city. And then it was always getting dark. That was the first time I noticed that it gets dark by three or four. And I was like, what's Christmas? And then I was like, I'm going to go for the Christmas market. I did not go anywhere, and the school made it worse. That like, oh, okay, you guys just stay in, don't worry, you know, just you know, chill. You're not taking any exams. You take your exams in the summer. So basically, my routine was wake up. I had free internet, watch movies, sleep, wake up. I was basically just you know jobless, and it made it you know really worse because I just kept on you know, relaxing, relaxing, relaxing. And then on Christmas Day, thankfully, I had some, like, you know, 
and touch people. And then what made it good was we had like some Africans there. I met so many interesting people. I met somebody from the Caribbean for the first time. I met a guy that moved to Nigeria when he was from Cameroon, when he was um, three yeah. or four, so he in Nigeria and he lived in Lagos. So he speaks French, he speaks English, and speaks Romanian as well. Nice. And he's married to a Romanian as well. So he finished from my university too. So I met, I also met uh, my very good friend is in another city right now, you know, and most of the connections I have and I still do today, I met them for the very first time in that church. Yeah. In Nigeria today. So I spent Christmas with them. I also spent New Year with them. They wouldn't spend it in the church this time around. They spent it at um, somebody's house. And then from there, we went to the city center to watch the fire. And it was really nice watching the fireworks for the very first time. Interesting. You know, the first Christmas I spent away from home, that was 2018. I just moved to Lagos. I was supposed to stay with my brother. Ask me why this man traveled around November. He said he was going to be back before Christmas. This man did not come back. And it was Christmas. And so I just finished my youth service. I was still trying to get a job. I was expecting some money, but I didn't have money. This is actually my first time admitting it. It was the fact that I simply did not have enough. If I traveled back home, I won't have enough money to come back. I mean, I could have asked my sibling. I could have asked any of my family members. But I was not going to admit the fact that I didn't have money. So I just told them I would just stay back. Interestingly, Christmas came. The gifts I got, the monetary gifts I got, I was like, she'd be fine now for good travel. Maybe the money will still come and I'll still, I don't know if it's because I stayed back, but a lot of people were spending me money. But that was besides the point. So I was fucking broke. And if I traveled, it was going to mean that I would have to really admit I don't have money and they'll send me money. In retrospect, I cannot be doing like things like that again. But that's by besides that's by the way. Do you know I cried on that Christmas day? Like I woke up that morning. I already did myself. I sacked myself. I'm going to do this. I'm going to I'm after I'm, I'm grown. I mean I finished my youth service, all those kind of things. I woke up that Christmas morning. I was craving of all things someone could crave on Christmas, I was craving yam and exos. But I was like, nobody eats that on Christmas, you know. <laughs> And I said, okay, let me go and cook for something to cook. So that was the day I went to buy the things I cooked. And I'm like, just going out to buy it. I was like, something about that got me angry because in my house, there was no way my mom was going to be going out on Christmas Day to buy things. So I was like, and of course, I just started remembering some of the memories I have of spending Christmas in my house. Plucking the feathers of the chicken and all of those, because my mom likes to buy real um, life um, chicken as opposed to the frozen one and all of that. I sat, I sat down on the floor and I was just crying like a baby. It didn't make sense to me. It was such a crazy experience. I had to call my friend. I was basically on my after I finished crying, I called my friends on the phone. Basically, we talked about Christmas. Interesting, one of my friends was also spending Christmas alone for the first time. He had also moved to Lagos. So basically, I spent the whole of that day on the phone, talking with his friend, doing some conference because that was only really why I could keep seeing. So that experience, the next, of course, you know, I didn't spend Christmas alone because what am I doing? Yeah. So that experience, when I got into Europe and I realized, fuck, I'm going to spend this Christmas alone. Do you know, I was terrified. Like, what am I going to do with myself? But in my case, I was lucky. I had some friends who were able to come together on Christmas Day. We cooked 
all through Christmas. We cooked jollof rice. Was it jollof? We cooked jollof rice. Coconut rice. We made fried rice and we made, I think, vegetable soup. So by the time we finished cooking, I think I was just so tired. I came back and I slept. I think that made it a little bit worth it. And a day or two after Christmas, I traveled with one of my friends. So I was, which is where I spent, we spent, we went to, it was a little bit of a trip around Germany. And Europe, we went from, we went to, is it um, Ludwigsburg? That's in Germany. We went to Freiburg. We went to Berlin. We went to Strasbourg in France. And... Sorry? You have a Luxembourg in Germany, or it's pronounced differently. Ludwigsburg, not Luxembourg, Ludwigsburg. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So we went to about five, four cities, and we came, we now went to, what's it called now? Munich from Berlin. So it's like just having that friend that I was traveling around with made it all the way. So within that Christmas, I didn't feel like I was alone. But at this Christmas, Okay, let's see. <laughs> it gets a little bit different. So what's your plan for this Christmas? Now you have more friends. Now you're more settled. You're no longer worried about... um Settling down. Settling yeah. down, yes. How has that changed your plan for Christmas? Uh, <laughs> it's... um. So most of the friends that I I made, like I told you, they've all moved. In fact, the recent one was the one that, you know, um, called earlier. So he, he has finished from here and then thankfully he got a job, you know, in another continent. So he's moving again. So like most of them have all moved and then um, um, my... My classmates, which have become very close, they are Arabic, and most of them are going to go home. Many of them are Europeans, and all they are from non-EU originally, but they have European permanent residency or passport. You know, I keep pronouncing passport as passport, the way they pronounce it here in Romania. Like, my vocabulary has sort of like, you know... Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and... um, I was planning some things with my friends in hopes that like and Romanian is going to be in Schengen. They voted this week, but I think they didn't really bring it up. They didn't really bring it up. Yeah, they didn't bring it up. So they they, they moved the vote again. I don't know when. I think the, the next um, meeting is in March. So I don't know. But in hopes that they would join and, you know, I can you know, move freely and all of that. And... I also have exams in January. Oh, please. So, like, one of, like, one of, one of my um, um, Irish Nigerian friends was telling me, she was like, you know, we'll just take one week off and then two weeks study. You know, so, exactly. So, take one week off. That can kill you. That wouldn't kill you. It's actually kill you. You will die. <laughs> and besides, maybe I told you to come to Genesis. Let's spend Christmas together. You are now doing what? What, what did you even Ooh. say? To, okay, I can't. Let's not talk about Let's not even talk yeah, about that. that. It, it's very, it's like a, a friend of mine, she went for an interview because her uncle lives in, she lives on my floor, she lives in my building right there. Yeah. She's Nigerian and like, ah, you know, the time I, I got an accident, she literally cooked. Um, you had an accident? Yeah, you, you know about it, you just forgot, you know, the one with the bicycle. Oh, yes, okay, I think so. Oh, sorry. So, 
then I cleared my my handles. My when you said I didn't know it was that serious for you to for you to need to. I'm so complicated. Sorry about that. Go ahead. No, but it was the first time. I was, it wasn't the first. It was it the first time? I think it was the first time I was. You no, know, I had made soup since I came here. But you know, having you know somebody that cooks it because I don't cook soup very well. I'm sorry to say. So it was the first time, you know, somebody cooked, you know, like that and, and brought it up for me. Basically, that period for two whole weeks, I wasn't cooking anything. And I had, you know, friends maybe calling, hello, have you eaten today? Can I bring something for you? So I'm go all the way to just, you know, go and buy it and then, you know, bring it for me. You know, it was really, it was really nice. Okay. Yeah, so my plans, my plans. So yeah. basically, I don't have any plans of traveling out of the country now. I was planning initially to go maybe because um uh in the where is that? Is it the west? It's not. It's not in the west. It's Transylvania part where you have Dracula. Yeah, Transylvania. Mm-hmm. There's a place in Romania called Transylvania. The Transylvania parts of the country. So uh, it's really pretty at this time of the year. Brasov, and then Timishwara, they call Timishwara the Venice of Eastern Europe. So, like, uh, it's really nice at this time of the year. And then I, I, I met, I met a French black guy at the palace on Sunday. You know, I told you, I, I, I went yeah, to you palace. mentioned, yeah. So, while I was there with, um, with the person I went to meet up for the stuff I was discussing with you. So, like, when, when we were at the palace, we, the palace was not planned. It was just right in our front, and I was like, I had never entered this building. I always pass. Yeah. I didn't even see what is inside. So we entered, and it was really windy and cold on Sunday. So we, we just took a break from the cold. So we got into the palace, and then those guys walked in. So uh, a black French guy and a white French guy, and you know, they came in and we sort of like wanted to plan it in together, you know, to come back to that, you know, because they have a lot of museums, like four museums, and you could go to the Bell Tower and watch all of all those things. So like I have that planned in like weeks ahead coming, like, you know, just and it's really cheap as a student to go and you know watch everything and see everything. Oh, that sounds like a plan. And also, I think I find it interesting how easy it's how almost easy it is for you to meet people and then you're making plans with them. If someone, if I meet someone here in Germany and they're talking about plans, I'm going to be like. Are you planning to kill me? Because that has to be the only explanation. Because this one, not that you have to really have a tier motive for you to be trying to jump on that kind of quick plans. But I think it makes sense that you're living in a country where people are more receptive and nice. And of course, you also take in the kindness because it's one thing for people to be showing that kindness and you're not really open to it. Yeah, I think it's it's my nature. Like, um, I don't know. Maybe people just feel comfortable because, like, I told you when I went to Bucharest, yeah, I I had a different plan, and then I met a German because you know I lived in the in the kind of a hostel that I had like bunk, yeah, and I wanted to stay there. That um, the person that booked the place for me was trying to tell me that it's nice and all of that. You know, like living in that hostel has changed my mindset about hostel. It's 
it was super nice for the amount that I was living in. Like I literally was living in paradise. And they call it an hostel. That means hostels can be nice. We had a kitchen, we had like living room, we the the bathroom was like seven stars. You could literally sleep there, like it was and the room. And so immediately I walked in. The bunk bed I chose was in front of the other German. And within three minutes, I had synced my plan with the German. Just like that. That was mm. the first time I was meeting them. And it just felt like I'd known this person forever. And we just synced our um, tourism or tourist trip together. And it was fun doing it with somebody else. Even there was a Canadian in Pakistan. There was a Canadian in the room. And he just gave us, like he said, his tired. He would have joined us to get. And then in the mm. evening, I think I met a girl from Ukraine. And then I met another guy from Ireland and you know what, we cooked together again and before you know it, everybody, I would have been on another plan with them again the next day, if not that I was. So it's, I just, you know, because, I mean, it's life, you just have to, you don't need to, yeah, and that's yeah, it. Sometimes like, you don't have to bad things. I think, yeah, that's, that's me. Like, once I see it, I, like, I have enough history, you know, I just jump on it and I seize, seize the opportunity. Yeah, now that you mentioned it, I actually went on a trip with someone that I don't know from Adam. I mean, we've met one or twice, but it's like meeting someone, a person suggesting we take a trip, and I'm like, eh, should I or should I not? And of course, I did. It was a road trip. And I tell you, road trips are nice, but road trip around winter is something else. Because I don't know how to explain it, because usually I don't like cold. And I did this trip after I just recovered from a flu. It was wonderful. Driving, basically we were on the road for a weekend. I think we stayed on a Saturday, is it Friday? It was just a one day trip. We stayed on a Friday, on Saturday morning. Well, we started here in Germany, we went to Austria. From Austria, we went to Switzerland the next morning and then came back to Germany. And it was such a wonderful experience. I would I would want to repeat that again. <laughs> but of course, like I think we kind of had a crash after the trip. I think that's why it's not going to happen again. But yeah, just like you said, sometimes it can be nice to do some of those spontaneous things. I wouldn't take that trip back for any reason because it was actually worth my while. It was just that good moment and for someone who is always very calculated, calculative, doing something that I didn't have to think so much about and having a lot of fun, actually, when I think about it, I'm like, okay, that's nice. Will I do it again? I'm not so sure about that. But for those of you that are able to like live in the moment, I'm happy for you guys. I really am happy for you guys. <laughs> yeah, so about my Christmas plan. So I'm going to travel a little yeah. bit. Since you refuse to come, I'm going to keep on dragging about it. I'm going to travel a little bit to... You think you could actually come into Romania? Sorry? You think you could actually come into Romania? Well, I well, there is that. <laughs> of course, I'm, I think I'm going to do that by next year. So I I want to visit a friend somewhere in a city called Bonn. I'm going to be there for a few days because he's going to be sitting his brother in Italy. I wanted to apply for UK visa, but with the whole... Um, Thing that happened, I've actually not been. I was. I've actually not been able to do anything. No, no, I'm laughing about it. 
But when it came out, Zilu, that's, that's added to my depression. I mean, I don't live in the United Kingdom. Why am I depressed? I think I just felt sad that, like, you know, if we have, like, um, if everything was okay back home, like, what's all this nonsense? Right. And that was the reason why I was, I, now that I think about it, that was why I was actually, you know, I was sad. And I didn't want to see any news about it. Once I see, once I go on Twitter, I just filter that news out because it was really, really sad. You know, like the economy is now like this. Where do you, where do you want people to get that money? Or where are they? I don't know. I'm listening, sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's, it's good that you let it out. Yes, I was considering getting a UK visa, but I'm not going to do that again. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to travel to my friends. I think... On twenty second or so, and then I'll be back on the twenty seventh. I was considering going to Poland. Poland was my first plan for Christmas, but my friend I wanted to visit said he planned on going to Nigeria, even though he finally cancelled. So that one is also cancelled. I don't know. I've not decided if I'm still going to do that. Maybe for the New Year's, but for Christmas, I'm going to travel to Bonn, and I hope I have a good time. And my friends in Um, we were supposed to make a plan, but also they, they weren't sounding serious. I left them. But one of them is traveling also to a different part of Germany. So I think my friends are going to have a good time too. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say something. What do you want to say? Is this something we are supposed to say on this podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say something. Like, uh, yeah, you know, last year, it yeah. seems everyone had the um, same, when I mean everyone, and then. Not just only Nigerians, because almost everyone was going to Paris and Switzerland for Christmas and New Year. I didn't notice. I, like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, all Paris, Christmas, all Switzerland. And then in um, in in spring, when the sun was coming up, maybe, everyone was not going to Cyprus. Cyprus for sun. Or Croatia. I think it's your contact, because... Because it was it was so weird because everyone I knew was just going there, going there, going there, you know. And if my permit was out, then trust me, I would have done because um, as before Croatia joined um Schengen, yeah, I can travel to Croatia without a visa. Uh, but now I think I can only go. I don't know what diplomatic relations Romania has with uh, Romania has with Greece. I'm going to check again, but you can go with your permit without a visa, and you can also go to, I'm going to check that again. But I, th- yeah. I think now that we mentioned it, I think we should plan a trip. I don't know why we're having this conversation on this podcast, but I think we should plan a trip together. And since you also mentioned Croatia, I've always wanted to go to Zagreb. That's, oh, I think that's the capital I, of Croatia, right? Yeah, that's the capital. We wanted to go to Zagreb. Yeah, there's also Bulgaria, and then there's the southern part of Cyprus. Not the I don't part think there. I'm looking forward to I've, I've never considered going to Bulgaria. And also, I'm not considered going to Cyprus. I don't know why you're calling all those places. I mean, because you're never in. Is it people that live there? You know, that's hyper. All right. So I think let's quickly round off and then we can go on the brand or talk about whatever. Because if we continue on this conversation, we're going to say things that we've been not, we shouldn't be saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, based on your experience so far, what are you going to advise someone who is moving to Romania for studies? Uh, okay, so 
Um, if you're coming from um, if you're coming from Nigeria and uh, you want to you want to come and study uh, you're coming to study medicine. Uh, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get an EU license diploma to study anywhere in Europe with a to to work anywhere in Europe. Sorry, with the with the assurance that like uh, you would be able to speak the language of whatever country you choose, and um, you you my, my university is um, double like it has a lot of it has um, accreditation. It means that like you can. You can um, apply to sit for the USMLE. You can apply to sit for the Canadian exam. So it has like WFME and EFCMG, you know, um, accreditation. And then um, if you're coming to if you're coming to Romania, you should bear in mind that if you want to at least get you know a job, you have to know the language, and you should also bear in mind that you may not get that good job because your permit doesn't allow you work for more than um, 20 hours a week, even in the summer. It's crazy. Yes. And uh, the, 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 to get a job is not so easy, but if you want to get like, you know, the normal, like, you know, delivery jobs and all of that, that is fine. That is easy. And then in, it's different in Hungary. You can get call center jobs and like I listened to one of your podcasts about someone from Hungary and she was uh, he was talking about like um, how to get um, jobs with um, all these uh, international airlines and all of that. Yeah. I've not looked into that, you know, but they would the the the, the language is uh, very very uh, I don't know. Romanian is like English for them. You know, like um, when when the Romanian speaks English, is like they're going out of their comfort zone. Yeah. You know, some of them speak it, you know, very well. Some, you know, but the language is very, 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 very important. But other than that, you know, it's a cool country. Like the city where I live, you could literally be living here and you would just be oblivious to what is happening in the world. Like everything is just like, you know, take it easy. Life is not. That's how the city is. It's it's a different vibe in Bucharest. Is like you're you're running in a sense. It also depends on the city where you're going. To. And then if you're coming for masters, I think you the masters are usually in the evenings, so you have a lot of time during the day to you know do you know more work and you could even get a full time job and you you guys can settle it. You know how you're going to be paid and all of that. Yeah. But yeah. You know, I, I keep talking about the job because I, I know as Nigerians you have to support, you know, yourself and be your family, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, then in terms of studying, it's uh I'm studying in English and you know it's it's okay. The 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 only thing is like my for some of my exams last semester, like the questions were loosely translated from Romanian to English. So basically we have the English section, we have the French section and then we have the Romanian mm, section. So it's the same exam everyone is writing, but it's usually French translated. Languages. Exactly. So when you get when you get and it's why like the United States said it's between between the French. For countries where you don't speak English, it's um when when they want the, you you they want to write like for scientific research and all of that, the US always have problems 
with them because their papers are not well translated to English. You understand? And if it's not properly translated to English or if it's not well written in English, they would not want to publish, no matter how good the paper is. So that's some of the problems you may encounter. Like sometimes you may not know the word out how to say it in English and they will just say it in Romanian. Like now you have the fine knob and cast knob in the those in the medics, you know what I'm talking about, in a microscope. But you know, for a very long time I thought those knobs were called microvisa and macrovisa. That is the um, that is the Romanian translation of the fine knob and fast knob on from English. But the micro visa and macro visa, if you want to translate it to English, it means big and small. So it's just very, you know, but you just have to like, you know, manage and it's, and I think that's basically, that's basically. I'm just going to add, because you mentioned the whole research work thing. Interestingly, in my program, people are encouraged to do their research work in English and not German. According to my professors, aside the fact that there are limited um, research, we want to do a research in, I mean, in terms of material or sources, when you want to research in an English, a language that is not English, there's also there's already the um, problem with getting the material. It's also the fact that, like you said, if you want to publish, you have to translate and all of that. It can become complicated. And if you're really looking into getting into academies, it gives you more options because there are more people that are going to read your research work, which kind of validates you more as a researcher. And I think, obviously, anybody that is going to travel to Europe to study, I think that's one of the reasons it's best to even go for programs that are in English language so you can do your research work in English because that could give you an advantage that you would not get if you do the research work in the local language of the country you visit. I think it's important that you mentioned it. Yeah, you know, and um, like you said now, um, in my second year, I'm doing um, a kind of a course in statistics, in medical statistics, and yeah. then the prof is organizing like a kind of like a workshop, and then basically it's all about like, you know, how to start, you know, research work, how to start publications, you know, things like that. And it's really, it's uh, fascinating, you know, in my second year, because my, what one thing why my school runs, you know, keeps ranking up there, is because of the research, it's a kind of a research, it's not a kind of a research in a university. So they have a lot of um, publications, you know, year in, year out, and it keeps putting them running on top rankings. Understand. So it was, you know, kind of encouraging. Like, you know, they just formed like a group, you know, to like it opened it to everyone. So, and you know, me that like I don't know where I want to go, and they decided that okay, I want to take the USMA. Yeah. This research, if if I if I eventually get published, ah, I didn't tell you. So my project work I did back in Nigeria. So um, I was working with some persons and like you know. Um, they wanted to publish part of it. Which is color. <laughs> but but it, it hasn't been published yet, and it's Indian and pharmacology journal. So yeah. we'll, uh, we're still waiting to get back. So the, before that comes out, I would you know, we try to like apply to. You know, it's two of my professors, and then um, one other colleague that was AI ahead of me, and then me. So, so I hope it gets published. Yeah, I hope so too. Fingers crossed. No, thank you very much for agreeing to do this, Dewey. I mean, we've been planning this for how long? 
And it's been an insightful conversation and I hope someone learns one or two things. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, so uh, go ahead. Um, if anyone needs like um, like um, help with application and stuff like that, uh, you can just hit me up. Yeah, of course, I was going to ask if you wanted to provide your um, IG handle and your Twitter handle. Just spell it out. Uh, I think it's, uh, I think IG would be better. Uh, J-E-E-W-E-S. All right. So I'm also going to link it to the post. Now, thank you so much for joining again. And thank you so much for listening to this part of the podcast. I think it might be a little longer than usual. And... Yeah. I hope you've learned one or two things and I hope this was interesting enough. And I'm just going to say it again. If you've gone through grief or any sort of bereavement while living in the while living abroad, I think it's something I want to talk about in, in an episode of the podcast sometime next day. So please reach out to me. Let's make that happen. Thank you once again for listening to this podcast or through this episode, up season rather. I am very grateful. I I'm happy that some of you have followed me through this journey and I do not take it for granted. And I hope we'll be able to do this again next year. Um, Compliments of the season. Have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas celebration and a prosperous new year. Bye-bye.